My name is Caleb Denman. I lead the creative and production teams at DCC. Thank you so much for listening to the Church in the City podcast. We hope that you enjoy this message, that it enriches and encourages you today, and that it serves towards fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Amen, amen, amen. Okay, we're going to get started. I can't start if um, I'm going to talk about the most precious, best, perfect friend if everybody's not listening. So if you guys can take your seats, I really appreciate that. That helps me out. I mean, I'm not saying the Holy Spirit's telling me that. I'm just telling you that. So um, anyways, um, I'm, it's really neat. Um, I'm going to be speaking on befriending the Holy Spirit, the perfect friend. Is he not the perfect friend? Is not the Holy Spirit the perfect friend? That's amazing. Do we know that? Do we understand that? So this is, I hope that we get, if my, I guess my win today is for us to get so hungry for the things of God and so hungry to willing to trust God and draw near to God um, through his Holy Spirit. So um, yesterday I just had a great day, except I had a little drama for about 10 minutes at the end of my night, and I'll tell that story later. But so I'm out playing golf with, um, um, I've been trying to get out there with Tim and Dave and um, um, Rolando, another friend of mine, for maybe years, I guess, talk about it. Well, we did. And um, it was a great time. I actually played very well. Um, it's good. And so I, I did. I, so I'm, I'm, we're on a, one of the power four. And I, I literally, um, with my, pit, my pitch, or I, it wasn't my drive. It was in my fairway. I was right in the middle of the fairway. I drove it perfectly in the fairway. Then I hit it and I, 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 I with my wedge, I hit it maybe 180 yards right on the green. So if you're a golfer, that's a really good thing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm like, look at everybody. Goes, good job, Chris. I'm like, yeah. So Tim, who hasn't been golfing in three years, first time in three years, he gets up there and he does the same thing. But three foot from the pen. I'm like, oh, great job, Tim. I mean, I mean <laughs> took my glory up within three minutes. And he played that way throughout the whole 18 holes. But he, it was really fun to play. But but because he's my friend, I was rejoicing in his success. But a little jealous a little bit. No, I wasn't. I was not jealous. We had a great time. So then after that, um, um, we, I had to prepare for the message. And then we went out to dinner with those same friends. And we went out to dinner with a bunch of friends. Friends that we've been married. married excuse me, friends that we've been connected to over 30 years. There's about 14 of us, about seven couples. We went out to dinner to celebrate um, Rolando, my friend's birthday. And we just had a great time and reminiscent. But I wanted to talk about these friends. Because these friends have been our friends for over 30 years. But me and Lisa had to go to Memphis. And we, we moved down to Memphis for um, five years. So we didn't keep that momentum. And then we just kind of did some different things. We've still tight friends but some of these friends are so faithful to one another. I've seen it like, for example, Roland's um, um, daughter um, is having a um, wedding, uh, wedding shower. And, and all the guys afterwards got together and tore it down and worked together and stuff like that. Man, and throughout the history of all their kids growing up, graduations, weddings, they were always there. I can remember when another, one of the friend's daughters got married, um, half the friends were serving at the wedding and helping out. That's what these friends do. They're faithful. They're faithful. And they're so inspired. Inspiring, you know, and so so is the Holy Spirit. He's faithful. But what I notice sometimes when you have friends like that, I might say, "Hey, Tim, come over, help me do this." And you know, and I might be doing something, and Tim goes, "Boy, I, you ever have that where you're helping somebody? Like, boy, I wouldn't have really done it that way. That's kind of chaotic or kind of confusing. Or I would have done it this way or something. You ever have that where you're helping out a friend, but yet you're just helping them, but you're like." Ah, I probably wouldn't have done it that way, but I'm here to help you, and I'll do it. I mean, get that right. 
Well, I want to talk about the Holy Spirit, though. That's going to be a little different. The Holy Spirit wants us to befriend him, but he, it's only one way. It's his way. Right? This is what we have. Sometimes we don't understand that. Like we, we start, God loves that we want to participate with him and, and that we can speak to him and that we can, that we can um, walk with him. And, and, and so think about God. It, the Trinity itself is an amazing mystery, but it's a glorious, wonderful truth. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So in God, we have three personalities in one. And we have, we have, um, we have this God the Father. So we have the Father. And it's so important that we know that we have a Heavenly Father. Okay, some of us don't know what it looks like to have a good Father. So the Holy Spirit can help us. But He also is our Savior, right? He's one, Jesus made us righteous. We're before the Father. We sung these wonderful songs today. And then it's also He's our friend. He's our friend. And what does that look like to be a friend of God? You know, that's amazing. And I think that is a journey that we never arrive. That's a journey just like these 30 over 30-some years of friendship, they, they get stronger and stronger. Now they're working with their grandkids. They were helping their kids. Now they're helping their grandkids. And, what, and, we're, and we're just talking about how cons, somewhat concerned with our grandkids, what they're going through, and, and what, what this world and some of the, the, the agenda this world has to um, dump on our kids and, and stuff like that. I don't want to go into that. But I tell you what, the Holy Spirit has an answer for that. He has an answer, and it's the perfect answer. Your opinions are awesome, but the Holy Spirit answers is much better. And this is what we got to understand. If we're going to talk about the friendship of the Holy Spirit, we got to talk about how important it is the Holy Spirit and, and how important it is that we're willing to do it His way. We're not in the debate with the Holy Spirit. He's our friend, but He's the perfect friend. A friend that will never fail you, never let you down. But so often, and, and you say, well, friendship, you know, hey, we, we, you know, hey, we just want to hang out and all that stuff. And that's true. But he's a friendship. But he, he only does what the Father's doing. And he's, and he's representing Jesus Christ. So now, when we know that, then, and, and we surrender to Jesus Christ, we made him our Lord and Savior. So we have the Holy Spirit that's going to be our friend and our helper. So I want to read some scriptures. Now, bear with me. Um, I don't like to read scriptures, but I cannot not read these scriptures. They're amazing scriptures. And the only reason I don't read out of that Bible because then I have to put my reading glasses on, which I don't like wearing. So then I get them real bold print and I get that rated out. So, so, so when I say the word of God, it is the Bible, this rewritten on bigger paper so I can read it better. If they can make a Bible with that much print like that, I'd have it. But it'd be a big old book. I'd be trying to carry this book around. and I'd have to have two people hold up the book, you know. <laughs> so anyways, um, so listen to um, how important it is. This is Luke twenty four forty nine. Listen carefully. I'm sending you the promise of my Father, the Holy Spirit, upon you, but you remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed, fully equipped with power on high. So Jesus already talked about the Holy Spirit before he was even coming. He says, this is coming. It's the promise of the Father. So we're talking about a good, good Father and how faithful he is. And we sing songs, how he is perfect in all his ways and all that he chases us down. It's through the Holy Spirit. That's the promise. He gives us the promise. We've seen how good faith was his promise. Well, his promise is the Holy Spirit. And then, and, but he says, don't leave until you, don't leave Jerusalem until you have the Holy Spirit. And then he goes in Acts, and then Jesus says in Acts 1 8, says this it says, but you receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon But you will receive power and ability when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you'll be my witnesses to tell people about me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea, Samaria, and all. Even into the ends of the earth. So he's saying this is important. So what we got to understand. Friendship with the Holy Spirit is so important. 
And I love what Lisa said. She just set me up and um, of just saying, like, it's this not someone you run. I text all the time. I was texting people last night. Hey, I love you and all that stuff and different things like that. But that friendship has been developed by intimacy, by face-to-face. And these are just keeping that connection because it's easier. You know, so all the phones are supposed to be doing for us is help us stay more connected, not be the source. But you ever been to a table and no one's talking? They're all texting each other? Not in my house. That didn't work. It doesn't work. We like to talk, and we like to talk a lot, face-to-face. And I don't know how to type that fast. I mean, some of these, I've seen people. I'm like, geez, I voice text. By the way, you got to be careful voice text because you can say wrong things if you don't read your voice text. (laughs) Yeah. I I actually, I was texting, um, I think it's Christian and Rachel. I'm not going to say what it came out to say, but I said, good morning, you wonderful people. Um, Are you guys going to church today? But it didn't say that. It says, good morning, you blank, blank, blank. It had swear words. I didn't even say it. I'm like, where did that come from? And and, and I think it was Rachel or Christian goes, what? And I go, I'm sorry. My my text, my voice text um, didn't work well because I talk fast. So it might sound like something else. I don't know. But anyways, I love what she was saying because it's so important that we have that relationship with the Holy Spirit, that we know it's important. We know it's from the Father and it's his promise. So what is that supposed to cause us? It's supposed to be causing us, I would say, hunger and and desire to know more of God. And whatever you know about God, whatever you experience about God, whatever you did, I got some news. You haven't seen nothing yet. It's just the beginning. But some of us says, no, I'm I'm okay. I'm doing good. I wonder if that's the, do we act sometimes like the two tribes that didn't want to go into the promised land? I'm good. God's okay. God loved them, and it was amazing. But you know what they did? They missed out on the promised land. They missed out on all that God had for them. Because they had to fight for that. They had to take responsibility for that. And I think it's time for us to get, get connected with the Holy Spirit so he can show us what God has for each one of our lives. And every issue, every concern, every test, every trial. In, in Acts um, 2.39, it says, For the promise of the Holy Spirit is for you and for your children. And for all who are far away, including the Gentiles, that's just an amplified version, as many as the Lord our God has called to himself. Have you been called? Are you a believer? Have you been called to himself, to the Father? Then you need to know the Holy Spirit as your friend. And you need to know it's his way and not your way. And we need to learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit, submit to the Holy Spirit, embrace the Holy Spirit, walk with the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I'm enjoying that journey. Like today, I just... I just I, um, he speaks to me a lot lately, and I've been listening to him more. But like even today, like today, I go, I go, I go show me your glory. He goes, right now? And I'm telling you, who had words for me today? I mean, right now. I mean, and I think they were right from the throne room of heaven, true? That it, it, this simple words. I'm not saying just simple words, but I was obedient. And, and Jim, I'm, I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. This is good for you. I want you to get embarrassed because, Jim, you're going to see miracles. You're going to pray for people and see miracles. You've seen God's miracles. You can't keep your mouth shut. You tell everybody what God has done for you, and God's going to use you, Jim. That's just the way it is. Okay, so yeah, did that make Jim feel uncomfortable? So what? That's his problem in the Holy Spirit. I mean, I mean, because seriously, because he, oh, he's got to be shy about the glory of God. You get fired up, man of God. You get fired up. And I'll be, I'll stand there and I'd love to partner with you on that. Why ain't we seeing miracles? So here's what happens when we talk about spiritual things. This is where I think we're guilty sometimes as the church or just as believers is we want God's glory and God's power, but then we want to do it through our intellect. We want to do it through our own strength. It's spiritual. It's not natural. Matter of fact, Paul has more revelation about Jesus and about the spirit and his flesh like anything, nobody else. And he never knew Jesus personally, I mean, face to face. It was all from the Holy Spirit. And matter of fact, Jesus 
who was God, who came down in the flesh. So he's the son of God, but he's also the son of man. And, and a man had a great revelation about the son of man and the son of God and, what, and all that stuff. But he was the son of man. So he was led by the Holy Spirit. So everything Jesus did, he did it through the Holy Spirit. But sometimes we want to discuss, oh no, he was God. He was God, but he came in flesh and he was the son of man and he was led by the Holy Spirit. And Jesus says the same thing he did, we can do in greater than he did. So who's in here doing greater works than Jesus? Who do we know on this earth that's doing greater works than Jesus? Why is that? We can talk all day long how crazy this world is. We can talk all day long how it's just hurting our kids and our grandkids and how the, the, all the crazy confusion of sexuality and all this world just bringing their agenda and the church is feeling like they're getting drowned out and we're confused and we're worried. The Holy Spirit has all the answers. Every time, all the time, every time, all the time, every time, all the time. That's right, that's right. But I have answers too. And I have my preferences and have my desires. Do you? We have to come to a conclusion today. And I'm saying today, I want you to yield yourself like never before. I love that we have opinions. I love that we have our feelings and our emotions. But God's word's the truth, and it's the only way. Jesus is the truth, the way, and the life. And through the Holy Spirit, that's the only way we're going to be able to walk that out. Amen. That's the only way we're going to have to walk it out. That's just the truth. And so I'm, it's just been changing my life. So I tell you, you want to get on fire and, and, and just see how, how awesome the Holy Spirit and how important the Holy Spirit was. Is this read, and this is what Jesus had planned for his people. Read John 14, 15, 16, and 17. Those four chapters, 14, 15, 16, 17. Read them. I challenge you to read them this week and then read them again. I read them four or five times in a row. But I, I just keep reading those because there's so much about Jesus. Because think about this is when he's telling his disciples, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die. I'm going to have a horrific death. I'm going to suffer. I'm going to do all this for you, but I'm going to the Father. But I'm not leaving you orphans. We're going to send the promise, of the, Ho- the promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. And some of us, I would say we're good friends of the Holy Spirit sometimes. But we go to this grace. Oh, yeah, we are. He loves us. He'll never leave us or forsake us. That's his side. And he is perfect. I want to know how I am. I want to measure. So we're not measuring the Holy Spirit. He's perfect. Let me share some scriptures on that. And bear with me. I love scripture. This is, what, this is I think, is the anchor for us to stay focused. When we don't know what the Holy Spirit's saying, you can go to his word and let it become alive. When I, I read this Bible every night, when I read this Bible and I go to bed, I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, Holy Spirit, this is your time to teach me. This is your time to show me. This is your time to bring this word alive in me. So I just think that this is a time to draw near to you. Or I can watch TV at night. I have done both. This is so much better. Just before I go to bed. And just read it. And this becomes alive in me. I'm like, wow, wow. So let me read some of John. John 14, 26. It says, but the helper, this amplified version, the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counselor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, who in my... Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name in the place of me to represent me and to act in my behalf. He, he will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything I've told you. Wow. Our comforter. He's, Holy Spirit's our comforter, advocate. He's standing, he's, inter, he's interceding, the intercessor, our counselor, our strengthener, our standby. He's standing by with us saying, I don't expect you to do anything. Now here's what happens with us as believers. We, we get a revelation. You get this revelation. Oh man, I think God's putting this on my heart. And yeah, this is God. All right, I'm going to go. 
anything God ever spoke to you ever in your life, ever gave you any revelation in your life, he never, ever expected you to do it without the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, men do it all the time. They get a revelation from God. They get a desire from God. They get a direction from God. And they go out and do it themselves. If not, open the phone book and see how many churches are in Grand Rapids, Michigan alone. How many nominations? How many people's opinions? And how many different doctrines? And all these things that they have? And how many different things? I think I live on Baldwin Street in Hudsonville, Michigan. I heard, I found it. You can check it. It's, world, it's in the World Guinness Book of World's Records or whatever you say. It's in that, 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 that has the more churches any other street has. And I think we counted, what, like 30 churches in one street? And I don't like that. Let's start our own church. And I'm not saying, if Holy Spirit, what I'm saying, but where do we think we're going to participate with God if, without being led by the Holy Spirit? That we're going to try to work the things of God in our own ability, in our own strength. You will not succeed to the fullest. Now, God is so great and so merciful. Use Jesus' name, it's going to work. You work. Use God's word, it's going to work. But the idea is the Holy Spirit is supposed to be our helper, our friend, our comforter, our teacher. To lead us and guide us daily. We must learn how to yield to the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to hear the Holy Spirit. It's, it's amazing. Let, let me keep reading. Because, I mean... Oh, and then he even says in that scripture, says he'll bring it back to remembrance. You know, God might speak to you, and then sometimes you, you, you and, and, and like all of a sudden you forget about it. I mean, come on. All of a sudden, man, when it's ready, he brings it right back. You're like, yeah, yeah, that's right, Lord, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. Because he's going to speak to you, Jim. And you can say, go pray for your secretary. I heard that story. Yeah. Can I tell that story again? I just like it. I like picking on Jim today, I guess. So we're in, we're in a men's group. And by the way, if you're a man and you have time tonight, you come to my house, we're going to have a good time because this is going to carry on what we're talking about today. But anyway, so Jim, Jim's telling a story like he was praying. In, I, I, I'm, I'm being real transparent with you, so thank you. I'm on his behalf. He's like, man, I haven't really seen God's, I want to see God's glory. And he's praying. And then he gets healed, physically healed. And then he goes, he healed his shoulder and he goes, what? And he had a, like a knot or something in his calf. And then God, he goes, how about this, Lord? I like that. Daddy God, how about this? God healed that. So he's telling the story at a men's group, and then some. And so we we're praying for guys to be healed. I said, Jim, you come and pray for him. And, and Jim goes, I mean, he says, What? Really? Am I ready? You're not ready alone, but you're always ready with the Holy Spirit, Jim. Always ready with the Holy Spirit. So sometimes I'm picking on Jim right now, but sometimes we start looking like, Well, I'm not Chris. He's bold and he's he's hyper and he's exciting. No, if you're a believer with the Holy Spirit, you're ready to do whatever He tells you to do. He goes, but that wasn't the Holy Spirit. That was you, Chris. I hope it was the Holy Spirit because it worked. <laughs> no, it was me being led by the Holy Spirit. But that's my heart. We empower passionate followers of Jesus Christ. Jim's a passionate follower of Jesus Christ. And he, same spirit that, and the spirit and power that raised Christ dwells in him and me. So we can tag team. And so can you. Uh, think about this. So he prays. People are getting healed. Steve, you're the guy who got healed. Come on. Two years of crap in your stomach. God healed you. Sorry, I'm getting a little... These are quick speakers. Um, Caleb told me, don't go too far away. But think about that. Now we're talking about our own family. What if we get so fired up in our own family that we can't... We, he did everything for us. We got to go out and tell someone more about it. So Jim decided... So that Sunday night, that, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, he goes to work. Thinking, this, that was cool what happened the other night. He, oh yeah, pray for your secretary. She, um, and she needs healing. He did it. One experience with the Holy Spirit can change your life forever. 
So get ready, because that's the word I had for Jim today. That's, that's just the beginning. Now, you know what? I, I'm just using Jim for an example. So Jim gets this word from me about, you know, that God's going to have you walk in the signs and wonders and miracles. That's pretty overwhelming if someone tells you that. Now, he respects me, loves me, we're friends. You know, but guess what? Go to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, what does that look like, Lord? You know, or you can worry, get frustrated, get concerned. You know, say, well, I don't understand it. Or you can just go to the Holy Spirit. Somebody hears a word up here and they just don't like what they hear. Go to the Holy Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, show me that. What happened? Or go to the person. You know what we do? Hey, did you hear what he said at the pole? Did you hear that? I don't even like it. Do you really? Do you, what, where's, what's that going to do? How about I say, hey, just go, Holy Spirit, hey, help me. Or go to the person that you don't like what they said at the pulpit and say, can you help me with this? What did you mean by that? God's teaching me to yield to him constantly. He's teaching me. Let me I'll read this one. This is, it says, but when he, this is um, John 16, 13, John 16, 13 and 14. It says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, full and complete truth. For he will not speak of his own initiative, but he will speak whatever he hears from the Father. And the message regarding his Son. And he will disclose to you what is to come in the future. That's what Lisa was saying earlier. He will glorify and honor me because he, the Holy Spirit, will take from what is mine and disclose it to you. Think about that. Jesus said he'll take what's mine and disclose it to you. Sometimes we're not, what's next in our life? We all know he's our savior, right? We're all believers. If you're not, do not leave here without praying with somebody if you're not a believer. But if you're a believer, man, and we have the Holy Spirit. So what the Holy Spirit's supposed to declare representing Jesus? What's he trying to do? I think the Holy Spirit, and what's he interceding for? And what's he standing by us for? I believe his, one of the number one, um, according to God's word, is he wants us to walk in God's perfect will for our lives. He wants to know that each one of us has a destiny and a purpose for our lives. And it's not about the busyness of the world. That's a byproduct. Jesus talks about first seek the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. We're seeking these things before we're seeking the Father through the Holy Spirit. But he says all that stuff will be added to you if you first seek the kingdom. But every one of us, in some part of our life, we're guilty. This is no condemnation here, so don't go freaking out on me. I'm just, I'm just telling you what I believe. If I'm wrong, good. You know, I'm human. I'm not the Holy Spirit. I'm not the perfect friend. I'll, I want to be your friend. I want to tell. I believe, for me at least, and some of my friends that I know, we all, you know, we, 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 we all, we still do things in our own strength. We still be wise in our own eyes. That's why I quote that scripture, Proverbs 3, 5. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding, but acknowledge him. Do not be wise in your own, wise in your own eyes, but trust in him. I got to tell, tell myself that daily, because I have a lot of opinions. And I've been around for a little bit, and I think I'm right sometimes. And I actually have God's word back in what I think I'm right. You might have God's word, but you need to keep your mouth shut until the Holy Spirit tells you to talk sometimes. Well, that's what he's telling me, because I talk a lot. Some of you people don't say anything. You need to start talking. So see, a guy might say, hey, shut up, keep your mouth shut, just pray for the person. And then someone might say, hey, speak up, quit being shy. Well, this is the way I am. The Holy Spirit tells you to quit being shy, quit being shy. Amen? One of the things I think the Holy Spirit wants is, oh, I'm going to be over a little bit. But anyways, because <laughs> I'm not leaving this message till I finish it. So get ready, put your seatbelts on. No. Anyways, one of the things I think that the Holy Spirit's been really prompting in my heart is, is finding God's perfect will. You know, it says, I'm going to read this again too. It says this, it goes, therefore, um, this is um, um, Romans 12, 1 and 2. It goes, therefore, I urge you, 
And that's basically what he said. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicate all yourself set apart as a living sacrifice, well and pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. And be not conformed to this world in any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed, progressively changed as you mature spiritually by renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values, ethical attitudes, so you might prove yourself what is the will... What, what is the will of God? What the will of God is? What is his good, acceptable, and perfect will? His plan and purpose for you. So first of all, I like it. I was just going to read the second one because I quote that all the time. But I want to go back to the first one. He talks about by the mercies of God, set yourself apart. We need to know that God's perfect will, that we become people that are set apart. We need to know that. So what does that look like? What does that look like? For example, when um, Jesus said, when, when you pray and you fast, when you pray and you fast, who lives a faster lifestyle here? Don't raise your hand. Who lives a faster lifestyle here? Right away, somebody in this room could rise up or at home and say, he's talking about works. He's talking about works. Now, I'm talking about Jesus says when we pray and fast. See, if I'm praying and fasting for God to accept me, to, to, to be his beloved or do that, then I'm, I'm wasting my time. I'm, I'm just on some stupid diet. But if I pray and fast to seek God, to know his voice and get out of my own emotions and get out of my own understanding, our flesh wants everything. I mean, come on, wait, your phone's not working. I, 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 was, I was late today because I was working out and my MyPal Fitness wasn't working. So I'm like trying to figure it out. I'm getting frustrated. Another thing is I'm frustrated. I had this great night, right, with the friends. We went out to dinner. Then we all went out and had, what's the place you guys go get ice cream? Tippy Cow in Granville. We had Tippy Cow and so, and man, me and Rowan had this big old, peanut butter blizzard type thing or it was good it's about a big old cup like that so then we go in the back and we sit and we talk and we had a great time we all go home and then me and Lisa Lisa oh we got Micah smokes everybody you guys see at the auction he knows how to cook smoke meat and all this stuff so we had all this leftover meat from our company picnic on Friday and I go I want to get that I want to freeze all that because me and Lisa will freeze a little little bit of it and then we'll eat it with you know nachos man pulled pork nachos and Micah's oh my gosh with all this stuff okay oh, we're getting hungry now aren't we you know the nachos you put some peppers maybe if you like jalapenos hold on and melt some cheese and, and I get that four mixed Mexican cheese it's really good so as I go in there to get the, I go in the office to get in there. And so we have an alarm system. So I open the door and I punch the alarm. And all of a sudden it's not working. And I'm like, and you have to put your, you have a private code. It's your last four digits of security. So I'm punching in. I'm not working. I'm punching in. I'm not working. All of a sudden the alarm starts going up. I'm like, oh, I'm punching harder. I want to rip the thing out. All of a sudden, I mean, I'm in like, had a great time hanging out the whole time. That 10 minutes, I was such a flashball. I'm like, and, and I said some words that weren't that spiritual. Okay, I just tell you. And then, then there's another alarm key. So I'm thinking this keypad's a piece of crap, but I didn't call it crap. I said the other word. And then and I'm like, we're going to get a new one. And then so I'm like, and it's still, the alarm's going off. So I'm like, you know, so all of a sudden I'm getting anxious. And I'm, I'm, so, so I'm like running to the back out in the shop where the other keypad is. I'm running, I'm freaking out. I'm, and Lisa's like, what's he doing in there? I mean, I'm trying to, finally the, the alarm goes off. So then I call all my staff, and um, because like, what do I do here? I don't work. No one answers because it's 9 30, 10 o'clock at night, or quarter to 10 at night. I'm like, oh, wow. And finally, I called Micah. He finally answers the phone because he's also my staff and my son. So he goes, I go, hey, what's going on? He goes, let's go through. And he's smarter. Micah knows everything about, he's a technical guru. So he goes, oh, you, you got a default here. What's the default number? And we had to figure it out and we got it out. Finally, we set the alarm. Thank God it was a set alarm. But so then I come back and, I, and, and even Lisa could tell, like, my host, I went from, in the spirit, love, and I went to like, I'm all, I'm all, 
I call it cock back, where you're just like a rubber band or something. You just want to snap at something. I'm short. And, 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 all, and I said, what am I doing? This is stupid. I had a great day today. Why am I acting this way? And I said, Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit just said, Chris, stop. Just stop. I want to justify. No, I'm not stopping. This is not my fault. I, these keypads are junk and we're going to fix it. I started rationalizing that. Nobody does that, right? You start making excuses for your bad attitude. Start making excuses for your behavior. You justify, you deflect, whatever you want to call it. I start doing that. And he said, just stop. I said, yep, and I stopped. And literally, within 10 minutes of drama, freaking out, being a flashball, I just turned it back and I got back in the spirit and stuff. I had to preach today. I couldn't stay in the flesh. I mean, <laughs> but anyway, but what, what's my point? My point is, man, things suck sometimes. Ooh, that's bad here. Things really stink sometimes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just being real. It really, life can sometimes stink and it can be hard and be tough. I'm sure some of us might be going through some tests and trials that are devastating. There might be some pain that we have never dealt with. There might be things that we don't know how to get through. We might be stuck in something we don't know how to get out of. But the Holy Spirit has the answer every time, all the time. We just need to learn how to walk in the Holy Spirit. We need to learn how to let Him lead us and guide us. So, one of the things is knowing God's perfect will for our lives. That doesn't happen overnight. So think about this. Romans 12 says, Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by, to, be transformed by renew, renewing of your mind and be able to prove what is a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So think about this. Lisa, can I get five more minutes, guys? Can, can I get an extra five minutes? Okay, good. We got eight minutes then. Okay, so, so because I, I'm like, I, if you guys gave me permission, so if you're mad, be mad at yourself. You said yes. Okay. And the ones that didn't say anything, you should have said no. So you're in with us now. We're one big happy family. So anyways, think about this. So if I told Lisa, if Lisa came up, she goes, hey, how do I look today? How do I look today in this dress? I look in this You look acceptable. How would you like that? Or, or if I came up and said, hey, how did I do today, Lisa? Uh, you're acceptable. But if what I said, man, you look perfect, baby. You look perfect. You did great. Man, you were right on, Chris. You did good. Okay, what's my point? Why do we think it's okay to have God's acceptable will in our life? Why aren't we hungry for more of God? To get to know his perfect will for our life. Because I believe when we start lining up with God and we start getting his perfect will, we'll see his glory like never before. We'll see his power like never before. We'll see his peace like never before. We'll see his anointing like never before. Because we're learning to get to his perfect will. But you'll never arrive. Because in Christ, you're already perfect. But you learn how to walk out of more of Jesus, work, walk with God, and you start to line up with God, and you walk it out. Because you, you say, Chris, you just said we never get there. You get there, but then he'll have another purpose for you, from glory to glory. That's that life of transformation. But as men and women, as natural human beings, we just want to know the, the, we just want to know the map, and then we go to the map. This God's secret, glorious plan is you'll never know the map. It's in his heart. Just follow him. He's never asking us to go. He doesn't want to give us a mission map or a, a direction alone. He says, I'm always with you. And I will lead you and guide you wherever I go. And so yet we're trying to do God's perfect plan for our life. But the first one is to embrace the Holy Spirit like you never before. Humble yourself before the Holy Spirit like you never before. Think about that. One of the things that, that we, we just talked about is obviously knowing God's perfect will. Another thing, if I believe it's one of God's perfect will, is that we bear much fruit. Yeah. Jesus says, you know my disciples because you bear much fruit. And by this, the Father might be glorified. Let me just read it. I just quoted it, but I, I'll read it again. Um, John 15, 8. My Father is glorified and honored by this when you bear much fruit and prove yourself to be my disciples. 
There's something about you that's different. I see Jesus. If you want to show people Jesus, you must do it through the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. One of the things about um, um, bearing fruit, so, so there's so much. I mean, this is not a one-week message. I should have made it a two-week message. But anyways, one of the things, the three things that popped out in my, my life um, about fruit that I think is very foundational about what the Holy Spirit and having to be friendship with the Holy Spirit and learn how to yield the Holy Spirit is um, I'm going to talk about three things. But one is confidence and trust. Second one, prayer and declaration. And third is to know to know the love of God and to love one another. And I'll finish that one last. But So I'm going to give these little nuggets. And then there's so much. You probably have three different teachings on each one of them. But the confidence and trust. God wants us to be confident in what he has for our lives. He wants us to be confident and trust in him. And if we're not understanding how to yield the Holy Spirit, then we're going to misunderstand. I know God put this on my heart, but then why am I going through all this heck? Why has this been so hard for me? Why has this been so confusing for me? Why is this... I don't know, but the Holy Spirit knows. Sometimes we think when God calls us somewhere, it's going to be easy. Actually, I think it's going to be hard in our own strength. Matter of fact, I think it's going to be impossible where God truly calls us will be impossible without his Holy Spirit. Because Jesus says, you do nothing without me. So I'm just preaching God's word. But how often do we want to do God's things and try to walk in confidence in our own strength? And then when our strength fails us, when we make mistakes, when we come short, we begin to start to doubt. And you know where doubt and unbelief comes from? We first start doubting ourselves. And then it's hard to look at ourselves. So then we start doubting God and the things of God. At least that's for me. I mean, you could ask yourself, why are you doubting? Because I feel like crap. I'm worried. I'm overwhelmed. Well, Bible, the Holy Spirit can help you with that. If you're, you can help you with your anxiety and your fear. You know, think about that. I got so much to say, guys. I'm gonna I, I, next time I preach, I'll probably start breaking these up a little bit more. But I'm telling you, we have to know that. Another thing is, um, I could go on and trust in God. Like if I trust God, if I'm really learn how to be His friend and He's my friend, it's going to be easier to trust. I got friends in there. who trust me. My friends, do you trust me? You know I'm not perfect. I'll let you down. So and sometimes. I'll hurt you. For example, Dave Tobias, where is he at? He's at the camera. So God tells him to come and ask me for a job about 10 years ago. And, um, and, and that's kind of bold itself, right? Go ask your friend for a job because he was changing careers and stuff. And, and so, so he asked me and I said, dude, dude, I don't know. You don't want to. And I was walking my own journey and I, I, I've come a long ways through the Holy Spirit. I mean, my life changes all the time. I'm, I'm actually really becoming this better leader. Now I'm almost ready to retire in 10 years. I'm going to be a great leader. So I think maybe I'll be a consultant. But I went through a lot of crap and some of my people go through it. So I said, no, Dave, you don't want to work with me. I've been, I'll hurt you. I, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I, don't want, I don't want to hurt any of my friends because sometimes I can be rough as a leader. He goes, Chris, we've been friends in seventh grade because you've been hurt me all my life. <laughs> he, he said that. He said that you've been, you've been hurt me my whole life. I'm like, seriously, we've been fights. I remember working together and I threw a taper at him and stabbed him in the back. We fought all the time, but we loved each other. We're brothers in the Lord and we just love each other. He's the only friend that followed me in. But can you have a, come on, Dave, Dave, me and Dave have been friends in seventh grade. He goes, you've been hurt me all the time. He goes, but I love you and I trust you and I trust what God's doing in you. So, so Dave and Mary, they're faithful. They'll never leave us, man. They're, you want to talk about a good friend. But you know what? They're good friends, and I'm a good friend, but I'm not a perfect friend. 
but the Holy Spirit is. So when we want to have confidence and trust, we can trust in God because he's not going to let us down. So what happens when we talk about friendship, we compare them to our friendship. Who's been hurt by a friend? But that's not the Holy Spirit. Who's been hurt by a father? But that's not the Heavenly Father. See, we've got to get out of our own understanding when it comes to spiritual things. And we must rely on the Holy Spirit to do that. Amen? It's just the truth. And I can go on. Another one is prayer and declaration. I'm telling you, my prayer life is changing all the time. I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm praying in tongues. I pray in the Spirit. There's a, um, there's, there's, I can't spend any time on that either, but there's diversities of tongues. There's different reasons of tongues. There's, there, I believe there's a personal language of tongues. The Bible says, he who prays in tongues edifies himself. It means charge up, build up. He will prophesy, will prophesy to the church. These are some spiritual things. But do you know that if we don't understand it and we don't believe it, that then we just throw it to the side? I don't know if I would throw it to the side. I think I'd ask the Holy Spirit or someone that you could trust to help you with those things. And I'll help you with all that. Ah, it's just not for me. Well, Paul said he wished we all did it. So why is it not for you, but just for me then? I don't know. See, I'm not trying to point fingers, but if this roughs you, roughs your feathers, then come and talk to me because I love to sit down and talk to you because I can't change this word. I can't change who God is just because it ruffles your feathers. You have to trust that. But same thing with healing. There's, there's healing. There's plenty of people, yeah, you're talking about miracles. Yes, I am. Go back and read the gospels. It was all full of miracles. It was all full of God's glory. Are we going to be a light to the world and soft to the earth? Are we going to shine his glory? Are we going to let him transform? Are we going to transform lives by we see the power and the living power of God? Then we need to know what that looks like. So part of, so what God's been teaching me, and lately a lot, because I like to help people and I like to fix people and I like to do all that stuff. And it's not as smooth when I do it in my own strength. You know he's had me do more than anything? He has me pray. He has me pray for people. How about praying for people before you go fix people? Oh my gosh. Oh, I've got to work with Kevin. I'm going to have to go. No, pray for him. You pray for someone, you love somebody. I'm praying for someone who does not care for me. There's a relationship that just been hurt a few years ago. I pray for him all the time. I even try to text me because well, I don't feel valued. I said, well, good. I said, obviously you don't feel valued by me, but thank God you feel valued by God because God's been having me pray for you for the last two years every day. So at least God values you then. But I still love this person because God has me praying for him. Pray for your enemies. Pray for people that hurt you. You know what we want to do? We want to get offended and say, Jamie, did you know what so-and-so said? Really? I thought uh, he did that to me too. Yeah, yeah. And then we start building armies. Jonathan was up here last week. By the way, did Jonathan do a great job last week? But he was up here last week and he talked about offense. I, Lisa's up here. Friends. I'm telling you, why do we keep hearing people not to get offended? Because there's somebody in this room or maybe at home is offended. Stop it. Just stop it. You say, but Chris, I'm hurt. I know that's Holy Spirit will help you with that. See where I'm going with that? But we're going to sit there and do it in our own strength. It's the truth. We have to forgive. So that's where that prayer comes in. And then declaration. Let me talk about declaration. Prayer declaration. When we line up with the Holy Spirit, now we're declaring God's word. Now we're from a place of confidence and trust. We're saying, no more. No more. No more. This is not of God. No more fear. No more anxiety. No more. No, you can't stay here. You can't reign in my heart and my mind. No, these thoughts are not from God. I'm not going to have them. You know, I told this story a while back. I'm, I'm, I'm pushed. I'm almost done. Be patient with me. Um, but I just, I just so on fire right now. But I, I, I was, I, I was going through some problems about six months while my business. And all of a sudden, I didn't, never experienced anxiety or an anxiety attack. And I'm telling you, they're real. They're physical. You can sweat. You can shake. You can do, they're physical. They're real. But they're not more real than the peace and love of God. But they're real. 
So I started having this. So my, in bed about three o'clock in the morning, I started having one. First time I'm 58 years old is about six months ago. I, I never, and I never understood it. So I'm glad I experienced it for about a second because then I understood people experience it. It's real. It's not to be fluffed about or just trust God. Trust God. I'm freaking out, you know? So, so it's, it's real. But so what I did though, is I'm like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to go pray. I'm going to go pray. And, and then all of a sudden a revelation came to me. He says, he says, it's not for you. This saying, it's not for you. And so I literally, and this is not my nature, I literally just said, this is not for me, I'm going back to bed. Even, and, and I didn't sleep instantly, I, still, I just did, so I'm not going to deal with it. But something inside me just was steadfast, that I'm not going to have this. I just went to bed. And, and you'd think I'd get up and pray for four hours and, 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 and do the spiritual thing. No, but I was tired, I went back to bed. I'm like, wow. And, then, and I'm thinking, because he goes, he goes, this is not for you. I'm like, I know, but what do I do with it? Now, there's people that are still trying to walk this out. Um, then God has answers. And maybe people can help because, but I'm telling you what, you can walk it out. That's what I'm trying to say. You can walk. You face um, fear and anxiety a lot, you can walk it out. It's God's word and the Holy Spirit is the one who's going to help you walk it out. If, you're, if you struggle with anger or, or depression, or, 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 or the Holy Spirit can help you. We just talked about he's our friend, our intercessor. He can help you. So what's that supposed to do for us? It's supposed to get excited that there's peace and hope, that the Holy Spirit's not done with us yet. Think about that. And I have to close with this, but to know the love of God. The Bible says in Ephesians, to know the love of Christ with passes knowledge that you might be filled with the fullness of God. To know, experience, intimacy. That knowing is actually a Greek word. You can shut me down or you can shut me down. It's a Greek word about when Adam knew Eve. It's intimate, it's intimate, as Adam knew Eve. And so he said, to know the love of Christ past now, you might be filled with the fullness of God. As we know God's love, that's when this fullness can rise up and manifest in our lives, to know the love of Christ. And think about this, if we don't know God's love, how can we love one another? How can we love one another? And think about this, we were singing that song about shame. You know what, guys? I don't feel shame. I have experienced God's love in my worst time of my life. I don't have time to go down to that. Worst time of my life, and when he called me son, I don't feel God, I don't feel shame. I don't. I feel regret a lot, but I don't feel shame. Because I can't, once you get that love and you experience that love and you start feeling shame, just tell yourself, shut up. Because shame, you, his love is more powerful. Now, you can feel regret. I regret a lot of things. I made a lot of mistakes. And I just repent for it and go on. But I can't feel shame because his love is more powerful than my shame. And his love gave it all to me. And that's the truth. So if I'm going to feel shame, then I'm debating God's truth to my emotions and my feelings. I can't do that anymore. So I don't feel shame. I feel regret a lot. I feel remorse. I feel stupid. But I don't feel shame because I know God's love. And I think that kept me from backsliding. I think that kept me from walking away from God. I think that kept me from being offended. And I'm hungry for the Holy Spirit. Because God's calling us to love one another. He's calling us to love this broken world. We want to judge this world. We want to criticize this world. We want to tell this world so broken. We want to talk about the politics. We want to talk about the brokenness. And it's, but if we're not going to talk about what we're going to do through the Holy Spirit, we ought to shut our mouths. Gosh, that was pretty harsh, but it's a good word. We ought to shut our mouths if we're not going to talk about what God wants to do with this broken world. Do you know this? Do you know? Look, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of brokenness in this world. And I tell you what, and sometimes, sometimes it just wears me out to talk about it if we don't have any solution. It's like, oh, what are we doing? You know what? Because if you just talk about it, you don't see where the Holy Spirit's leading you, you will get anxiety. You will start fearing. You'll start get discouraged. You'll be frustrated. See, we got to learn that. And there's so much about flesh and spirit, but we got to learn when we're, we're start being wise in our own eyes, we're starting to be, it can cause turmoil in our lives. The band can come up. 
turmoil in my life. I can't rush this, guys. Seriously, I know I'm I'm 10 minutes over, and I'm so proud of being 10 minutes over because this is such a good stuff. I think we need to be on a schedule. We need to go home. We got to do it. But sometimes you guys let me finish what I got to say because I tell you what, we can put ourselves in a 30-minute message, but today it's a 45-minute or 42-minute. I got two more minutes. (laughs) So, but but it's okay because we have to be structured. We got to make sure we respect your guys' time and how much can a person retain and all that. But the truth is, guys, retain this, that God's crazy about you. Retain this, that the Holy Spirit has a plan and a purpose for you. Retain this. You are God's friend and he will lead and teach you in any situation that you're trying to walk out of. And God wants to pour his spirit out and his power out. And we want to see God's glory. We want to see his healing, healing miracle power, his delivering power, his anointing on our lives that breaks the yoke of bondage. So if you're in bondage today, man, get free. Um, 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 Ryan and Hannah's back there. If you uh, come to any one of us to get prayed, if you've been struggling, even understanding the Holy Spirit, get around someone who knows about the Holy Spirit. It's time for the church to rise up. And it's neat, the word that um, um, Lori had about, we're going in. Let's go in there, eyes wide open. It's all about God. It's all about His Holy Spirit. Let's befriend Him like never before. So you know, I keep saying, Holy Spirit, forgive me for not understanding you as a friend. Forgive me for not putting you first in my life. Amen? Amen. Can you guys stand up so I can pray? Is this good? Did you guys get something from this? Okay. Just to make me feel better, just say yes. No, serious. No, no, I don't want I don't want to feel better. I want you to feel better. What can you feel better by? You can go, you can leave this place with hope. Knowing that the Holy Spirit's not done with you. You can leave this place hungry for more of things of God. You can leave this place with a purpose that God has a plan for me. You can leave this place with his love that you never experienced before. And you can go go love somebody today. I love people. I just can't help it. I love people. You know why? Because I've experienced God's love so much. I can't keep it in. It's bubbling out of me. It's goozing out of me. I love every one of you. God's crazy about you, and I'm starting to get crazy about you because I'm just learning how to yield to the Spirit. If we yield to the Spirit, we'll start loving people wherever we go. And we start, you know how you love people? Get your get out of yourself. Get yourself out of the way. Jesus esteemed himself, others more than himself. Let's start esteeming others more than ourselves. Let's start looking at others more than ourselves. But you don't understand, Chris, I got all these issues in life. I know, but God has your back. Go help someone else with issues. Amen. So, Father, we thank you that you give us the promise of the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, we love you, Holy Spirit. We love you, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us, Holy Spirit. Have your way with us. Come, come, Holy Spirit, come. Let your anointing that breaks the yoke of bondage. We thank you freedom and liberty in this place. Freedom and liberty in this place. We pray for healing in this place. We pray for the deliverance in this place. We pray for clarity and vision in this place. We pray for hope and peace in this place and our hearts and our souls in the name of Jesus. So I pray blessing over this family. I pray blessing over our hearts and souls. Let you let your glory reign. Let your glory reign. We pray this in Jesus' name, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Amen. God bless everybody. I want to thank you again for listening to this episode of A Church in the City. If you could use prayer for anything in your life, we would be honored to partner with you. Send us an email to prayer at dccgr.org. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts, and then share this episode with a friend so that we're fulfilling our mission of empowering a movement of passionate Jesus followers. Before we go, a quick reminder about our fundraising for The Roots Project. 
You can get involved in a bunch of different ways by going to a churchinthecity.org slash miracle grow. Thanks, and until next time, goodbye.